Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Governors are pulling their National Guard troops out of D.C., and honestly, I can't imagine a governor who wouldn't. But this story is getting more and more muddled and confused with this most recent reporting that the acting uh, police chief for the U.S. Capitol Police saying, I want to assure everyone that with the exception of specific times on Inauguration Day itself, while the swearing in ceremonies were underway, the United States Capitol Police did not instruct the National Guard to vacate the Capitol. What the heck is going on? Let's break down the story. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. Give a call. 833-468-8669. You know, we used to do, uh, what did I miss Friday? If you think there's a news story that I missed, uh, give a call. Uh, I'm happy to bring that back. Uh, let me know if there's something you think that I missed. Let us get in to this story regarding National Guard troops. So you had the 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 National Guard there playing in this in this bit of theater at at the Capitol, right? You had the Capitol riot, and then uh, we needed to have lots of protection for the uh, for the uh, inauguration. Boom. Let's bring in 20,000, 25,000 troops. It's ridiculous. 25,000 National Guard troops. I haven't seen this display of theater since Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. That's my, that's my all-patented line for that. Feel free to use it. Just credit me, Katz, K-A-T-Z. Don't forget to tell them I'm handsome. So there they were, just lying about the Capitol, sleeping on the Capitol uh, floor. No cots, no no pads, no no sleeping bags. They're just sleeping there. That's that's what they're doing. Why? I don't know. Good photo op. We have to show that America is in a bunker mentality because of what some morons did at the Capitol. And by the way, arrest them and charge them all, including that woman who stole Pelosi's laptop and the rumor mill was that she was trying to sell it to the Russians. Well, you gotta you gotta prove that one. Jail time for her. No, 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 not a patriot, just so we're all clear. So there are these troops at the Capitol being treated like crap. They're going to protect us. Yes, that's what they do, but you don't need that much protection. You need a security detail. Of course you do. Don't be silly. 25,000 National Guard troops. We know you're lying. You know you're lying. America knows you're lying. Okay. Inauguration comes and it goes. There is no violence at the Capitol, as opposed to when Donald Trump was inaugurated and there was a tremendous amount of violence all across D.C. Destruction and fires. Remember the crazy person just screaming no in the middle of the street as if she was or he was doing something? That was, that was hilarious. So you, you, you had violence then. You had no violence uh, now. Absolutely, positively none. None, not even at Capitals. The only violence you had was that night in Seattle and in Portland from the anti-Biden Antifa. I don't even know what that is. Maybe it's because Biden says Antifa doesn't exist and they're just an idea. Turns out they're more than an idea. And now we're going to have Twitter suspending them. I'll get to that in a moment. Inauguration's done. Next thing you know, there's reporting 
that thousands of National Guard troops were told to get out of the Capitol. You can go be in the parking garages. Be in the parking garages? And there they are in the parking garages. Photos, thousands of them. Reports of just two bathrooms, one power outlet. Here you go. So I'm looking at this now, the reporting from Chad Pergram over at Fox News, and I'm like, ah, I don't know what I'm seeing here, except what I see here is troops by the thousands in parking garages. Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida saying, last night I ordered our adjutant general to bring Florida National Guard soldiers home from the national capital region. Greg Abbott. Governor of Texas, I have instructed General Norris to order the return of the Texas National Guard to our state. Chuck Schumer, if this is true, it's outrageous. I will get to the bottom of this. Because the Politico article, the quote was, we feel incredibly betrayed, and that's supposedly from one of the National Guard members. Now, any governor that isn't saying, all right, my guys come back. My people come back. I I don't understand. I don't understand the politics of it. Never mind the how could you live with it. It's not that a National Guard member can't handle some rough times. Who wants to sleep in a parking garage? There could be worse worse rough times. You could be sleeping in in a parking garage while they're shooting at you. The point is, what was the point of all of this? What was the point of having them sleep on the ground to begin with? We had had Kurt Schlichter on the show a week or so ago talking about this very subject, and you would ha- you would have sleeping bags, you would have sleeping mats, you would have cots, you would run things like a, like a normal operation here. What are we doing? Clearly, it's for show. Clearly, it's for show. All theater, every last bit of it. And we should stand up and say we won't take it. Somebody clearly sent them to the parking garage because wouldn't we have known that there were troops just hanging out in a parking garage for days? If we, if, for what other reason would they be there? Oh, this is a mess of a story. This is a mess of a story that should, uh, 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 for you know how much I, I disagree and uh, with, with, with Chuck Schumer, and I, I, I must admit, I think very, very little of the man. Very little of him. But this is uh, the right thing to do. It's right to say, what in the bloody world is this? Senator Kane, Virginia, uh, Democrat from Virginia. Senator Cotton, Republican from Arkansas. Joni Ernst, Republican from Iowa. Merkley, Democrat from Oregon. Boozman, Republican uh, from Arkansas. And uh, uh, Maggie Hassan, Democrat from New Hampshire. All like, what in the world is this? This is nuts. Because it is. Of all the things going on, these stories about the Capitol, I think, are of the most importance because two things are at play. Number one, why didn't Capitol Police properly defend the Capitol? People are going to I, – I, I, I have people who listen to the show who believe that you – know, some of them believe that those people were patriots and no, there was no reason to shoot at them or anything else. I am not amongst that group of people. 
I have no interest in willy-nilly shooting anybody. But I certainly believe in the protection of the Capitol, just like I would believe in the protection of my own home. Just like I believe that Mayor Durkin was wrong and that Mayor Wheeler was wrong, Seattle and Portland respectively. Mayor Frey, uh, or is it Fry, who's running for re-election in Minneapolis, oh my gosh. They let their cities burn and they did nothing. They did nothing. They tried to make peace with violent people. They got booed. They got chased away. They had their own homes, in some cases, uh, uh, graffitied. They did not protect the citizenry, and it was wrong. And at the Capitol, they didn't protect the Capitol, and it was wrong. And then you add the show, the, the, the clear theater of those National Guard troops there and them not being treated the way it would just be easy to do. This was a no-brainer thing. They know how to accomplish this. You mean they can build field hospitals but they can't figure out how to get a cot into a basement? Come on. And then they get moved to the parking garage and it's obvious they got moved to the parking garage. It's obvious. I'll wait for more uh, reporting to come out. Sure. There's the, the bigger conversation than the theater is the ineptness. And not of those men and women in uniform, but the men and women who command them. Governors were asked to send troops, and they did. And that's how their troops got treated. Governors should be out of their head. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to hear from senators, although if you want to get to the bottom of something, you go right ahead. I would love to see governors in a bipartisan way look at, I I don't even know, do you look at Capitol Police? Do you look at members of Congress? I'm not even sure who you look at. And say in one clear voice, who the hell do you, mother, you know what's think you are? Oh, absolutely. Because uh, those people from Indiana that went, those Hoosiers, yeah, they're my neighbors. Those people from Nebraska, if if they went, they're they're your neighbors. Those people from Texas, they're somebody else's neighbors. We should in a non oh my gosh, we found a moment of unity. In a nonpartisan voice, we should be like, what, what the hell? and demands better. And maybe it's time to realize that we have slacked and lacked when it comes to real organizational leadership. If you can let National Guard troops sleep on the floor and have them pushed to a, to a parking garage to sleep overnight, maybe you ain't organized enough. And maybe it's something we should all see as a danger that must be fixed. Yeah, with everything going on, I think that's the biggest story in America right now. I'm Tony Katz. CNN deserves everything they got because they started a lie and they pushed a lie and they got help from Nancy Pelosi on the lie and there was no need for it. What they did was they said, hey, you know what we can do here? We can go about just slamming on Trump and reconfigure the entire COVID relief conversation. 
the, the vaccine conversation as a way of saying, man, Trump did nothing. But look what we did. All we have to do is pull out the Obama playbook talking about George Bush, blame him for two and a half years, and it'll be great. Here's an example. Today, our nation marks the passing of the 400,000 people. That was yesterday. 400,000 people died. But today marks one year since our first knowledge of this pandemic. And what did we learn this morning? We learned this morning that the Trump administration had no real plan for the production and distribution of the vaccine. No real plan, said Nancy Pelosi. Huh. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today it's great to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Kristen Welker talking to Chuck Todd from NBC, saying that not only no plan... I think, Chuck, you saw that disparity in part because you were hearing Dr. Fauci express some optimism about the fact that there is now going to be a national strategy. We spent so much time talking to uh, former President Trump and the Trump administration about where the strategy was. What you're seeing now is this acknowledgement. You're absolutely right uh, by Zeinst and other top officials here who are saying, look, uh, the Trump administration did not leave us with any working plan to roll out this vaccine. So, yes, we are starting from from scratch, but I think that what Fauci was saying, and we'll have to press him on yeah. this today when we get to ask him some questions, is that at least now we're looking in the mirror and acknowledging, okay, we need to start from scratch. Here's what a plan will look like. When you hear the term starting from scratch, when you hear the term uh, there was no real plan, when CNN puts out that a plan was not existent, they're not downplaying. They're saying there was no plan for rollout. None whatsoever. This, of course, is a lie. This was a lie from beginning to end. And how wonderful it has been to see people of all stripes call this out. Now, there, this was a couple things that took place yesterday. I'm going to try and get to everything. One of the things that was called out was this idea of starting from scratch and called out by whom? Anthony Fauci. Given the information we have today, it doesn't appear that the South African strain is here. Okay, and if I could just ask you about the effort to distribute the vaccines, because of course, that's what most people want to know. When are they going to get a vaccine? Is the Biden administration starting from scratch with the vaccine distribution effort, or are you picking up where the Trump administration left off? No, I mean, um, we certainly are not starting from scratch because there is activity going on in the distribution. Game over. Now, he spoke more. He spoke out about, we're going to change this and we're going to do that. And then, of course, it's Anthony Fauci. And he talked about feeling liberated because that man is in love with a camera. Anything for a camera. We have to stop thinking that he is some almighty doctor who knows things. He's a doctor who knows things. He is not almighty. And when he gets in front of a camera, he will say anything to get you to love him or to sound important. The ego is absolutely positively through the roof. 
So why did all of this happen? Why did all of this happen? Why would they work so hard at pushing this idea? Well, it's because maybe they made a bad pitch from the beginning. The Biden people made a pitch that they were going to do 100 million vaccines in, in 100 days, which means you'd have to do a million a day. And their argument was was that the Trump team wasn't doing it. As a matter of fact, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary under Joe Biden, has said in the beginning days the Trump team only did 500,000 a day. You mean when they were first starting and getting it all rolled out and figured out? They were only doing 500,000 a day? Well, let's go through the numbers properly, Jen Psaki, because it's clear that you didn't and your people can't do math either. In the final seven days of the Trump administration, as Tim Carney writes to the Washington Examiner, 6.4 million vaccine doses were given out, more than 910,000 a day. But there was also Martin Luther King Jr. weekend in there, so it was a long weekend, so slowing things up. On the last day, Trump's last day, 1.6 million vaccines were administered. 600,000 more than your goal. The moral of the story is, as we discussed yesterday and we confirmed today, that there's nothing ambitious about Biden's goal or his plan. We are going to vaccinate 100 million people in 100 days. That's the track we're already on. So why would you say you're starting from scratch? So when you get to the place where we're already going to get to, you could say, thank goodness Joe Biden was here to develop a new plan that made us all safe and kept us on track. You know, that Trump team didn't leave us a plan. You're getting played. Whoo! The amazing part is we are all so good at this. We saw it. People saw it in a blink, a snap of a finger, and said, wait a second. So much so that even Chris Cuomo on CNN said, yeah, I'm not buying this story from CNN. Remember, CNN is not a news organization. You can't spell Democratic Party without CNN. What? No, forget it. I'm on a roll. This is Tony Katz today. <laughs> oh, this this literally just came across for me. You know, we were talking about the National Guard, and we're talking about how they were told they have to sleep in the, uh, you know, get out of the Capitol and go sleep in the parking garage, and people are wondering what's going on. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Tony Katz today. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Yeah, we're still there. Be sure to like the page. It's working for us until it's not. And so it, this, this National Guard story, I think, is the biggest story of 2021. Like this story about how the National Guard troops were treated, the, the absolute incompetence of how they were uh, just strewn about at the Capitol, the idea of putting on a show for America that you needed 25,000 National Guard troops at the inauguration. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well... According to, 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 to Twitter, if you want to believe it, former President Donald Trump offering the hotel in D.C. for free for any National Guard who want to sleep there. I love it. 
That is, now again, I haven't seen it from Trump. It's because wait, where are you going to see it? But it's so clearly a Trump thing to do. So perfectly a Trump thing to do. I would not be surprised at all and in any way whatsoever. Joe Biden, he wants you to be patriotic as well by wearing a mask. One of our 100-day challenges is asking the American people to mask up for the first 100 days, the next 99 days. The mask can become a partisan issue, unfortunately. But it's a patriotic act. But for a few months to wear a mask, no vaccines, the fact is that they're the single best thing we can do. They're even more important than the vaccines because they take time to work. And if we do this as Americans, the experts say by wearing a mask from now until April, we'd save more than 50,000 lives going forward, 50,000 lives. So I'm asking every American to mask up for the next 100 days. In the main, isn't everyone wearing a mask? I mean, in, in, just as an anecdotal, you're walking around your neighborhood. People wearing masks? You're in a, a local restaurant. All right, not when you're in the restaurant. You know what I mean. Not when you're eating, but going in, going out, are, are people are, are people doing that? I mean, that's a that's a question, and the answer is yes. We continue to to you know play this this game of somehow we're not doing the thing. I don't think that's that's helpful at all. I think it's more helpful if we recognize that wear a mask. Why not? And maybe work on other things that can actually be more helpful. A hundred days of mask mandate is 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 not helpful. Let me say it again. It's absolutely positively not helpful. Shall we, shall we do it a, a, a third time? Of course not. All it is is remarkably divisive. All it does is annoy people to no end. Only thing you can get out of that, the only thing you can get out of that is get people to say, man, is that all Joe Biden's got? Just sit there and acting like grandpa say, don't forget to wear your mask. He can do better. He, need, he needs to do better. <laughs> maybe, that's the, maybe that's the better way for that one to be said. He needs to do better. Uh, speaking of, Dave Chappelle got COVID. I, I only hope uh, he'll be better making me laugh soon enough. But it goes to the point of, do we think Dave Chappelle was just walking around uh, and, like, not wearing a mask and not caring. Like, if I could do a Dave Chappelle impression, I would do it. I would do it because I could just picture the I, – I could hear him in my head do, doing the thing. Nah. Um. Oh, oh I, I'm not allowed to do a Dave Chappelle impression? No, I just don't think you'd do a good one. Oh, okay. I just thought maybe you thought, I, oh, yeah, I can only do an impression of white Jews.
I mean, you probably shouldn't do an impression of a black guy, but I don't think you'd be able to pull it off either way. Dude, what's it like to live with that level of just total fear? I mean, I'm fine. You, no, no, you're not. Here, this, here's how I can prove you're not fine, producer. Are you, are you ready? Go ahead. Hey, let's talk about race. Nope. See, you're not fine. I'm just you're, fine not talking about it. You're, you are so completely incapable of having an adult conversation. You're so afraid of being called a racist or a bigot or, or one of those things. Honestly, you're, you're afraid of that. True or false? Oh, I'm soft. Yeah, no. I, 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 would rather, I would rather avoid the tough conversation. You love the tough conversation. I would rather not even have it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, have, no, I have no fear. But now I want someone. I want, I want Joe Biden to tell. Dave Chappelle, uh, that you see, you see, the problem is, is that is that you weren't wearing a mask or or you weren't uh, you know taking care of yourself, and uh, it's it's you know you you were you were being sloppy or or irresponsible, whatever the case may be. Go uh, go tell him that and see what happens. It's a virus, and people get it because people get viruses, and some people are more susceptible than others. And we talk about the people who have died of coronavirus while still not talking about comorbidities, which is everything. What about all the people who have survived coronavirus? What about all the survivals? Why don't we know this information? What is the survival rate? 99%? Or is it 95%? I'm asking, what's what's the number? Why would we be a society that doesn't talk about the amount of people who get coronavirus and come out the other side? Seems to me to be an awkward thing to do, not to do that. It seems to be kind of sick. Like this is a Blumhouse film that we only talk about the deaths. We should be talking about the, every part of it. People get sick and they get better. Some people, you're right, don't. Some people have comorbidities that are really the factors of their, of their health, and this is just one more thing. Only so many things the body can manage. Only so many things you can handle at one time before eventually there's an issue that leads to a downfall. We know this to be true. I mean, it's true of, of, of everything. We should be people who talk about those things. We should be people who recognize that it's a virus and it's not going to be easy to stop. And can a mask help? Yeah, sure. But is a mask everything? Oh, gosh, no. No, 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 no. And we know that. We're aware of that. We get it. The people pushing the mask ideas, the cure-all, it's not... Masks can stop the flu. There is no flu in the United States. Masks stopped the flu. Also, people actually washing their hands may have helped. I'm going to say it this way. Washing people, people washing their hands has definitely helped. And that's something Americans should keep doing. I'm okay if some Americans choose to keep wearing masks. What does it bother me? Asian cultures have been wearing masks for a good long time when people are sick. But you wear them when you're sick, not when you're well. You quarantine when you're sick, not when you're well. The things that we have done have been backwards.
in their approach. And we certainly, after all this time, need to right the ship. That's what makes the Joe Biden mask mandate 100-day nonsense such nonsense. All he's doing is repeating the thing that we've already heard. And doing it through the force of a pen. Then, of course, there's the reality that there were mask mandates on federal land, and there he was and his family was without a mask. But I'll, 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 I'll get to that hilarity pretty soon. I'm Tony Katz. Timing is something, isn't it? You know how, how things just seem to happen at a moment, and you're like, wow, that's just that's just serendipitous. That's incredible how, how it all just worked out right at that moment. Like uh, when, you know, you have Joe Biden get inaugurated, and then an hour later the World Health Organization changes, you know, how you should view uh, coronavirus and how doctors should be testing for it. When uh, you can see a story out from Politico that questions Joe Biden's mental acuity after he's been inaugurated. I mean, that is really something. I actually don't just, think it's a coincidence. Ju- what? I actually don't think it's a coincidence. You don't think that it's a coincidence? No, I, I, I just don't. A, just a random what do you know that after Joe Biden's inaugurated, Politico would come out with a story questioning his mental acuity no i don't think that's a coincidence well if it's not a coincidence oh boy huh no it couldn't be planned that way could it it couldn't be that people held conversations and stories and maybe data in order to ensure that somebody else would look good or get elected to begin with? Nah, 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 stop it, you crazy people. You, you think Tupac's still alive. Silly, silly nonsense. Here, li- like, like this story. Twitter has decided to suspend several prominent accounts allegedly associated with Antifa. What? I, I, I thought you only suspend Donald Trump. You're, you're suspending Antifa? Wait a second, this is not possible. According to Joe Biden, he's president of the United States, you know. Antifa's nothing more than an idea. How can you suspend an idea? Andy No reporting that Twitter has suspended several prominent Antifa accounts. One known as the Base BK, it's an extremist bookstore in Brooklyn that has been used as an Antifa training center. You mean after Joe Biden was inaugurated? And then that night we saw rioting and violence in Seattle and Portland from people who absolutely positively wanted nothing to do with Joe Biden because all they want to do is burn things down. They think everybody's the fascist. They want to destroy it all. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, 
we can take them down because it makes Biden look bad? We allowed these violent you-know-whats to commit acts of violence and utilize Twitter and Facebook and others in order to organize. And it was fine. As a matter of fact, the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, said, hey, don't forget to donate to their bail fund. And people like Ayanna Presley, representative from Massachusetts, supported what they were doing. It's an uprising that's necessary. But now that it makes Biden look bad, okay, take them down, boys. No, you're right. Just a coincidence. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Meanwhile, Twitter, which, you know, is the bastion of decency, they know what's right and what's wrong. They are the Santa Claus of social media. They know uh, if you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness sake, or for the sake of your followers. Hmm? You like followers. Followers are good. You're not a real person unless you have thousands of followers. Twitter refused to remove child pornography because it didn't violate the policies. This is a lawsuit going on Northern District of California. What's the allegation? That a 13-year-old who is now 17, when sex traffickers posing as a 16-year-old female classmate started chatting with the teen on Snapchat, Then they exchanged allegedly nude photos. And then the next thing you know, it became blackmail. Send more photos or videos or we'll post this or we'll do that. And these things ended up on Twitter. Twitter made money off the clips according to the lawsuit. And Twitter says they, quote, didn't find a violation, unquote, of the company's policies. But Twitter knows what's best for you. Now, let's say that Twitter didn't have a, a, a written-down policy. Therefore, no policy was violated. Did anybody at Twitter notice there was a 13-year-old having sex on their platform? Naked photos or something? Nobody leaned over and said, Hey, Tommy, does this look right to you? In my world, the person next to you at work is always named Tommy. No one said, hey, Tommy, Tommy, look at, look at the, this, this is not right. I can't find where it breaks a policy, but this can't be right. Tommy, what are you doing? I can't talk right now. Trump's tweeting. I got to put a, I got to flag it. I got to flag what Trump says. What, if you're looking at kid porn, hey, whatever. But, but Trump is talking. It needs to get flagged right away. That's a very, very good one-man show of what it is. Of what it is that that Twitter actually did. I, I, I say to you that we should be looking at Twitter as very, very suspect ways. We should be looking at Jack as, as somebody who has uh, Jack Dorsey, the CEO, as someone who has uh, failed uh, in his task. And if we think it's more important to uh, censor some insanity, Donald Trump said, while leaving the child porn t- to be. Well, then we're doing it wrong. We're doing it all wrong. 
I think that much is obvious. You know, the worst part of, of, of this part of the gig is that you don't want to do the social media stuff, but it is how you connect with people. So what do you, what do you do? And that's why we're still there. But I like being here much more. This is Tony Katz today.